0: Slippery, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna stay there. So, I just want us to gather around the story of Jesus. I've already told one story, now I want to tell the story that the story was about. And I want to start with the title. Every good story needs a title, and the title of this story is Love in All Directions. I want to tell you about the God who loves in all directions. See, every other God that every other religion tells you about. He only loves one way and that's down. And you only love one way and that's up. And it's very controlling and it's very powerful. But this is the story of the God who loves in all directions. And let's start with this. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says this. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is coming to live with his creation. Later on in Isaiah chapter 9, we read in verses 6 to 7, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and every government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Has anybody needed counseling this year? Thank you, Jesus. He's the wonderful counselor. He will be called mighty God. When you feel weak, he is mighty. He will be called the everlasting father in a world where nothing seems permanent, nothing seems, seems safe anymore, nothing seems guaranteed. God is the one who is everlasting. He will be the prince of peace. He is the one who in the stress and in the chaos of Christmas is peaceful of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and, he will, and, and, and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. You are in between the that time on and forever, which means the peace and the government of God is always increasing and there will be no end of it. That's not the story you get told often. But the peace and the government of God is on the increase and always will be. The zeal, that's the passion, of the Lord God Almighty will accomplish this. And so let's look at the story of the nativity, which starts in Luke chapter 1. Well, I'm starting in Luke chapter 1. Verse 26 in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she was another woman who was pregnant with another J, that was John. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth in the town of Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. This virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to hear her and, went to her and said, went to hear her, no, went to speak to her and said, greetings, you Who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The Lord is with you. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You, a fallen, broken human, have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. So, this angel from heaven appears to Mary. And then we pick up the next story where an angel appears. In fact, yeah, let's jump into that. Uh, let's go to Luke chapter 2. Uh, sorry, yeah, Luke chapter 2. We'll start in verse 1. Because there's, there's this move, right? This happens in Nazareth, but then they go to Bethlehem. That's a sermon like three weeks ago. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place. Well, that guy was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea and Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for that baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger. That's a feeding trough. We always have a really beautiful picture of what a manger looks like on our postcards. You know those dirty old feeding troughs that you see that the cows drink out of? She put him in one of those because there was no guest room available for them. And while they're here, and while this baby is being born, after having been announced to buy an angel to Mary, some angels appear to some other people. Because God loves in all directions. And let's pick it up in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields. Stage left in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Because when heaven invades your space, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. I remember when we had our first child, and it was our responsibility, it was a little bit scary. How much more when it's the Son of God? How much more when it's heaven and these angels, the heavens, opened, and, and it says they were afraid. But the angels said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him in baby. In baby, uh, you will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger." why shepherds? Why of all of the people that God could have appeared to, shepherds? Now I could go on a massive big theological journey to try and work out all the significance of Jesus was going to be a shepherd for the people and pastoral, but here's what I think. I think it's this simple. Jesus loves in all directions. And after they've done this, look at this in Luke chapter 2 as well. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The favor and the glory of God is resting from heaven to earth because God's love goes in all directions. Jesus is coming. It's no longer just about me going up to heaven or me worshiping up to heaven. It's right, I got it. It's now also about God coming down to earth. And He comes, and so He invites the shepherds. They would have been probably Jewish people in a Jewish town. And He invites in the Jewish people, the people who are His chosen people in Scripture. They are the in crowd. Has anyone here ever been part of the in crowd? I've never really been part of the in crowd. I had a brief moment once, it was enjoyable. But, but what happens if you're not part of the in crowd? And I don't mean I N N, that's the slot. They were part of the in crowd. Thanks, mate. I'll, I'll take the sympathy life. You, those of you who didn't get it will get it in tomorrow's sermon. But what if you're an outsider? What if you're an outsider? Well, the story continues. And this is sometime later when Jesus is probably approaching two years old. And we read this time in Matthew chapter 2. I gave you that one, didn't I? Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, we like to call them wise men. We like to call them. here's Here's a better word. Pagans from the east astrologers from the East, new ages from the East came to Jerusalem and said, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? Notice they don't say our King because they go, we're not Jewish. Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. Isn't that crazy? We have come to worship him the outsider, the Gentile, the pagan. And God revealed himself to them while they were still in their life. That's a crazy story. Because the story that we sometimes believe about God is when you get it together, when you've sorted it out, when you know, when you realize, when you can stop being an out. Cast person, or you can be whatever, then, maybe then, you can be part of the club. And yet Jesus is revealed to the magi, to the astrologer, to the pagan, because God loves in all directions. So they talked to, they spoke to Herod, and after that, Um, Have I given you the next one? Yeah, there we go. After they had heard of the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and and myrrh, and the Son of God accepted them, because God loves in all directions. You know, here it connects our vision, our vision statement as a church, we have a bigger vision, but our our vision breaks into three parts, up, in, and out because we passionately believe that God loves in all directions and that he calls us to grow in all directions. Sometimes when we come into church, we think our job is just to go up, just to get more and more spiritual, more knowledgeable, more focused on God and forget about the world, forget about my family, forget about my, whatever it else it might be. But actually what we also see is that God is just as invested in our, us loving our neighbors. Jesus says it time and time again. Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. He says things like, whatever you do for the least of these, you do unto me. God loves in all directions. And we see that in this story, in this verse, where Paul, if, you, if you've never heard about Paul before, Paul wrote most of the New Testament of the Bible, all the parts that come after Jesus. He wrote a whole chunk of them. But Paul was about as inside out as you could get. Because he, he, was, he was Jewish, Which meant he was part of the in crowd because it was the Jews that they believed the Messiah was coming to. But when Jesus came and he establishes this new way, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Paul starts killing those people, the people who share that message. So he's very much outside of that group. But then Paul gets called by God. Why? Because God loves in all directions. And he says, I'm going to use you. And I'm calling you to the nations. And you're going to tell my story. And you're going to be an apostle. And Paul falls so in love with the Jesus that loves in all directions. That he begins to love in all directions. And he goes everywhere. But he says this in Romans chapter one. Romans, he writes to the Romans. These were the people who oppressed God's people the most in that time. And he goes to them. And this is what he says. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, to the wise and the foolish. Other translations say the civilized and the uncivilized. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to those who are in Rome for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile because God loves in all directions. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is not about you and is not about me, but about faith in Him. It is faith from first to last. Who is first to last? Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. And it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You have no idea how hard it is to sit still and preach. <laughs> I got to move around just a little bit. Here's why Romans is powerful. because he, So Paul meets the God who loves in all directions. Can we go just back to the beginning of that one? And straight away, he goes, if God loves in all directions, then I have to love in all directions. Which means I love the Greeks, the non-Greeks, the wise, the foolish, the Jews, the Gentiles. The reason that God appears to shepherd and magi, the poor and the rich, the in and the out, the Jew and the Gentile, the civilized and the uncivilized, the believer and the pagan, the insider and the outsider. And the God who loves in all directions, who invites us up, who draws us in and sends us out. Said through Paul, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 to 29. There is no longer Jew or Gentile or slave or free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and is according to the promise. Jesus brings in everyone who's out. And then he calls us all up. But before he calls us up, he came down. Because God loves in all directions 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 to 18 says therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here there is no more outsider all this is from god who reconciled us to Himself, who brought us back to Him. He loves towards us and then towards Himself. Through Christ and He gives us the ministry of reconciliation so that like Paul, we will go and like Jesus, love in all directions. The message of Christmas is this. Whether you feel like an insider or an outsider, heaven has come for you. And his name is Jesus Christ. And this Christmas, we are called to love in all directions. And I want to give you the same encouragement. Each of the children's packs actually have a little reminder of this in there. There's a little thing that says, this Christmas, love in all directions. And we've just broken it down into up, in and out. And the the challenge I've put to the kids is what way can you show love to Jesus this Christmas? As you go tonight, you go tomorrow, and as you go to all the different things that you do, all the different family things, whatever your traditions are, how can you find a way to go, Jesus, I'm here for you. Can I tell you something? Jesus loves family. He loves it when we get together and celebrate. We don't have to go, oh, it's wrong to be with family on Christmas Day. It takes focus away from Jesus. Jesus created family but find a way and a space in Christmas to love up to God. And then the in question is, who is someone who you could love in your family? And when I say your family, I don't just mean your blood family. Who are the people that you could love in your circle, in your in crowd, in the people that are like you? Who can you show love to this year? What it's about is about getting our focus off ourselves. And then finally... Love out this Christmas. How can you love those who are not like you? Perhaps they don't believe what you believe. But here's the crazy thing. Heaven has come for them too. And this year, we get an opportunity to love just like Jesus, who, say it with me, loves in all directions. Let's pray. I'd like to invite the music team back. Can we sing that Christmas Day song again? The words are just really powerful to what we've just, just done, what we've just said. Let me pray. If you could just, I want my, I'll come to you. If you could just take the swab, that'd be great. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Let's all stand together. If I'm standing, you're standing. It's, <laughs> I'd ask us to kneel, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that this year... We remember that you love in all directions. You have come into our space, which really is your space, Lord, because you create it. But Lord, not only have you come to us, and you are still Emmanuel, you are still God with us. You are with us in the highs, you are with us in the lows, in the victories and the losses. You are always Emmanuel. But God, not only have you come to be with us, you invite us to be with you. At your ascension, you said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Lord, your greatest desire for us this Christmas is to be with us and for us to be with you, regardless of whether we are rich or poor, believer or pagan, insiders or outsiders. Would we receive the welcome of Christmas Day? Relationship and closeness with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The reason for Christmas Day, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this song again.